2: We are delighted to have partnered with NordVPN again for this season. We partnered with them last year and they are, of course, a supporter of Rangers FC as an official sponsor there. And best of all, we can give you an exclusive NordVPN deal. If you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand, you will get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and one additional month for free. Completely risk free. There's a 30 day money back guarantee with Nord. And look, I use this product. I would highly recommend it. I used to work in web, so I know how easy it is to steal people's data, especially if you're using a a Wi-Fi system that that is a shared one or you're using uh, 4 or 5G, then your details can be out there. With NordVPN, they're absolutely not. And there are other advantages to it as well. Um, You can watch sporting events that maybe aren't being shown in your region. Um, You can purchase flights from different virtual locations, and they do make your flights cheaper. This is very, very useful. What a price is in the UK isn't the same as what a price is in America or a price is on the continent. Um, NordVPN can save you money Um, you can buy purchasing subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price uh, and you protect your data while travelling and using public Wi-Fi I I keep coming back to that anyone who's at the hassle of a cancelled card will know what I'm talking about so all you need to do is go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand and you'll get a huge discount off your plan and one month additional free completely risk free I urge you to do it (laughs)
1: evening. Welcome back to Heart and Hand Extra. This is your second show of the week and I am your host Adam Thornton. Joining me tonight for the first extra in uh, about six weeks uh, is first of all Martin Ramsey. Martin how are you?
0: I'm well Adam, good to be on, good to be back.
1: Uh, It's good to be back. Uh, We've also got David as well. David how are you doing? Proper
2: football yes, delighted that it has returned and uh, delighted we've got six points so far
1: so that helps as well. It does. Um, that's that's kind of where I want to start, to be honest, because it is a results business. Michael Beal has said today in his press conference, or this afternoon in his press conference, that the result is is the most important thing right now. He does want to see performance improvements. Obviously, I think we, we probably need that to have any kind of success. Um, Martin, I'm quite wary because when Van Bronckhorst came back in last year, it yeah. was performances were out the window and all we cared about was getting a result and we got six or seven of them on the spin at this time last year obviously things are completely different now in terms of where we are the manager coming in injury situations players that we've got available finances all that sort of stuff Um is it just a case of we won these two games let's forget about it and and get over it the injuries are a big factor, and they're getting bigger by the by the day. It seems like, um, or is there something there that maybe we should be to say concerned about? Because we're a week into competitive football there, but is there maybe something there that we think we actually need to begin to start getting a tune out of these players um, and not relying on individuals pulling us out a hole.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking about that today. Actually, that, that it's very similar to around this time last year, and you and I having. That, that discussion about what what we were seeing, and I, I don't think it was unreasonable to give Geo that that short term pass, just as it, it would be for for Bill in this situation, to come in at a difficult time and just get points on the board and just get wins back on and uh, and manage manage a, a difficult situation. Obviously, the two situations are different, but they were you know both challenging in their own way. But eventually, that runs out, and eventually you have to to develop. Um, and coach, and grow what what you have, uh, and you know he obviously wasn't able to do that. And, and time will tell what 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 January onwards will bring. Um, there is stuff to be concerned about. I don't, it's not new concerns. Most of what we saw uh, on Tuesday night until about ninety two minutes was everything we've seen for for years decent start yeah. get ahead stop look timid look terrified look out of ideas then sometimes things begin to fall but we don't take those chances normally time runs out and we've, we've seen that story before a slight twist on an old tale here that we actually you know do the biz and injury time we'll also talk about that in a moment but um if you're the manager if you're you're, you're you're trying to keep those messages positive. He completely understands, you can see by his body language, which I think all managers put on, to be honest, when they're on, on on the touchline. That was such a perfect opportunity for someone to look miserable whilst inside probably doing cartwheels because he knows that that was not a great show. He knows he's still got loads of work to do, but they've found a way. And he gets credited with that and, you know, we, we, we move on with, with, you know, six points out of six and, um, you know, we just, just kind of continue. So uh, he is well aware, he said after the Hibs game, that that a lot of the, the the shapes and the rhythms and the connections aren't there and he's not expecting them to be there yet because it's it's, it's too soon, the things he's asking for. But there are limitations, though. We, we know that, that that can't continue forever. Uh and, and he knows that as well, but at this moment in time, yeah, it is really just about getting through before he can maybe make some moves or, or do whatever he's going to do in January and, and, and then really start to do some kind of longer term work. Um, but the notion that these two goals, because we've never seen, well, we haven't seen that since what, Goldson's goal at Rugby Park the opening day? 2019-20, um, that's somehow a corner turned and we're going to go on some wonderful run. I mean, I, I'd buy that if anyone was selling it, but I don't think there's, there's anything automatic about that in any way, shape or form. We still have huge issues because that, that performance for the most half was poor and all too familiar.
1: And David, to be fair, I'm not sure we're getting caught up in, as a fan base, we're getting caught up in these two wins against third and fourth in the league, absolutely, and any win at Pataudry is is fine. But I wouldn't say fans are getting caught up in it in a way that we might have in the past and thought, we won this game, therefore we are brilliant. There, there does seem to be a, a healthy dose of cynicism, even more than, than we're used to. Um, do you think that's maybe because fans maybe weren't as over-the-top enthused with Michael Bieler. It wasn't a unanimous type approval thing? Or do you think we're just getting a wee bit more realistic, I guess, about where we are right now?
2: No, I, I think Michael Beale has impressed um everyone when even the people who were maybe doubters with him. Although there is interestingly still um I noticed that both myself and Stevie at four lads were getting tweets in both matches when we've been behind from people saying things like, You wanted them, this is what you wanted and it's like, guys, you know, we've been here a month. But I, I actually think Adam, what it comes down to is that Rangers fans when Beale came in he said, you know, this this club, this squad isn't broken. And I think that he was, you know, he has to say that. He absolutely has to say that. But I think the fans knew <sighs> just how deep the problems ran. And I think, you know, Bill has kind of alluded to it when he said, you know, the, the players have been through a lot, their confidence is lacking, that that we're aware of the foibles of this Rangers team, the idiosyncrasies. Martin nailed one there, taking a lead nonstop. and then stopping. Falling behind in games, I believe that's twenty-two. of The last fifty-five games that Rangers have been behind, and that's far too much for a club at Rangers who have so much of the ball. You you can't be falling behind in as many games like that. It just it's unsustainable. You will drop points. So I think that the fans are aware of just you know quite how deep the problems go, and you don't turn them around in in a month. It, it would be lovely if we did, but it takes a while. It takes a while for. Uh, first of all for us to get our injured players back inside that's that's one thing then it takes me well to build up the confidence and then to start trying things that we know that he wants them to do now with that though <laughs> you know the fine margins yada yada that, that we talk about I'd i'd rather have a manager who was lucky when things weren't, weren't quite perfect than wasn't and i don't think anyone was fooled by that result the other night when the the second goal went in uh, and i've talked to, to a lot of people about this and it's quite funny because it was a universal reaction when the second goal went in we all went uh very good or an equivalent yeah. of it you know it, it didn't really mean anything when the third went and we all went nuts Martin's right when he points that this is not something that this Rangers team have had in its armory. It really isn't. They've not been very good at chasing late winners. They just they haven't done it. They certainly haven't done two um, in injury time. I mean, it was 94 minutes on the clock and Aberdeen were mm-hmm. winning. Um and Rangers somehow turned it around. There's a bit of luck in that. There's also effort, and you know we credit other teams when they do it for keeping going to the final whistle. Rangers did do that. I do think that even a few weeks ago, that Rangers team, even if they'd got an equalizer in the last minute, would have stopped then and said, "Well, we got an equalizer." Um, but that has happened before with Rangers. Do you remember the St. Mirren Cup game a couple of seasons ago, where uh, you know Rangers get an equalizer and stop and St. Mirren run up the park and score? So we have seen that, but as I say, at the moment, it is about results. We would expect a gradual improvement in performance. I think the issue might be if you were expecting a new manager comes in, has three weeks with them, they come out and they look brilliant. That was never, ever going to happen. It's about calibrating your expectations. And there will be bumps in the road. You know, this is the thing. We are going to lose or certainly draw at some point over the next few months. It's it's just a fact. but get wins early, build up that little bit of patience, build up that little bit of belief among the players as well as the supporters, and it makes the job a whole lot easier. And look, they they do deserve credit for their character and, and for fighting for it. I'm not sure, as I say, that would have happened even six weeks ago, but it it's not sustainable, these performance levels. Rangers were really bad, really, really bad, particularly the second half. Ironically, there was some good play in the first half. There was nothing in that second half at all, right up until Scott Arfield came on and started basically him and Tillman making chances. Mm -hmm. And I think that, if we were to play like that, the passing was diabolical and Rangers put ourselves under so much pressure with easy transitions and teams are are recognising that and they're pressing us in the middle of the park because they know we give the ball away when we're under pressure, that's something that you'll need to cut out but I'd far rather be be winning the matches than not Um, and credit to Rangers, they obviously looked at last week's 3-2 and went well that's a bit too comfortable, we'll put them through Hmm. the ring even further this week
1: Yeah, Martin, at the risk of sounding um, a bit like Del Boy, you do make your own luck um, sometimes (laughs) in terms of um, being in... We always talk about, I was talking about this earlier on, when you get in the last five minutes and you're drawing a game or or you're losing a game, someone in the pub will always say, we'll get one chance. We'll we'll, we'll get one chance and we we just need to take it. Um, Scott Scott Arfield had four chances um, on, on... Tuesday night, and that probably sums Scott Arfield up. Um, for those of you who are long-term listeners to to Tactics Talk on on Patreon, I've always been a a fan of Arfield in terms of the impact he can have. I don't think I think consistency of of fitness first of all, and then obviously consistency in terms of just his actual style of play has has always been maybe lacking slightly. Um, we can think of those misses that he's had uh, against Braga, then obviously we think of fantastic goals like the yeah. Scottish Cup semi-final. Um, it, it does kind of sum up that, and I think when you can harness that impact, um, it is one thing to say, oh, we were we were lucky uh, in this game, um, but it's quite another when you look at the, the equaliser, I think in particular, where Ryan Kent playing in a central role comes in has a shot with his left foot. It's not a particularly great shot. Um, it, it bounces in front of Kelrus and, and he, um, he spills it. But as soon as the ball leaves Kent's foot, you see Arfield just making a beeline, just getting in there to try and get up any scratch, any scraps. Morelos is absolutely stationary next to him, doesn't even yeah. attempt to make a move for the ball, but Arfield is the one who's on his toes making his own luck uh, in that sense. I think that is something that we're, we're really, really missing from the team. We're missing players who are just a little bit more direct and will go and have a go. If it doesn't come off, as it didn't for Arfield uh, a couple of times before that in the game, you know he's going to come in and have a go again. And I think we do miss those type of players and that's something that I think we need to either get them back in the team, if we're talking about maybe someone like like Lawrence or even Alex Lowry or, or Hadji, but more importantly, try and recruit more of them. Because I think if we could get someone like Arfield or a couple like Arfield who are able to consistently deliver, um, I think it could make a big difference for us. Well,
0: it's game changers, isn't it? It's it's not the, the exhaling and, and the sighing when the manager can only replace like for like and it's just the same... In the last twenty minutes, as you've seen for the first seventy, um, I think you, you summed that up perfectly. That that, that was a, a perfect distillation of Scott Arfield. He's intelligent. He makes brilliant runs. He always does. Um, does he need too many chances to, to 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 get a goal? Possibly. And again, can he do that for ninety minutes? At certainly this stage of his career, probably not. But he's he's a he is a useful sub to have for sure for the reasons you mentioned. Um the head doesn't go down because he, he's missed two good chances, especially the second one Adam, where you really has to bury and you're thinking, right, that's it, that's your guy in the pub there. Uh that's the chance. And he's still aware and he's still willing to take the risk and he's still willing to take the gamble. Um a dreadful goalkeeping, but he he took the punt on it. You're right. Other players, you know, predatory, number nines, etc., um, were not. Um, so I think he does have to, to to take credit there and for being in the right place at the right time for that third. What I would say about the third, and it wasn't desperation stations. Even the the, the, the few chances that we did start to create before the ninety minutes were up, Adam, um, weren't hitting hopes. We were trying to work the ball around the edge of the box, and and it was it was intelligent. We 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 lacked the final touch. That's why we were still losing in 94 minutes. um. But we were we were trying to work those openings. And that third goal, so much praise has to go to Tillman for not just swinging his right foot at it first time he gets it on the side of the box and just hoping that it falls. He waits and he waits and he moves the boy around until he thinks he's got the, the best opportunity um, to put in uh, a beautiful kind of hanging ball that, that creates that kind of havoc. And yeah, we still get... The break of the ball how close was that to you know goldson effectively um fouling um but you know I, we've got to give rangers players credit when it's due and yeah. there, was, there was a nice bit of patience and composure um in the very last throws of the game um which were well, just sadly lacking throughout the 90 odd minutes and that that that, that is that's is the issue the game was a disgraceful football match it was just wild no one had their foot in the ball and and that, that's what Rangers need to bear we, we we do have or we should have players that can show a lot more composure and can dictate our kind of game um which we hinted at, at, at it's bits and pieces in the, at the start of the game but it just deteriorated and it was Aberdeen's game um but it was late in the day where we did show those moments again and yeah we got the reward
2: um, interestingly to Martin's point about the quality of the match um, all five goals there was mistakes in them all five oh, yeah. um, the first one the yeah. defender should clear passes it straight back to Sakala Cicala, after Sakala's mis-kicked incidentally um, the first one for us, the two goals Martin's just described there, um, the keeper makes a mistake, the central defender heads the ball right across his own six-yard box straight to Scott Arfield. But even our two were, were dreadful. You know, Sakala gives the ball away in midfield. Sands is suddenly exposed, doesn't win the tackle, and then fills the guy, and then McGregor should save it. Second goal, Sands doesn't get enough on a, on a clearance. So it was a very low-quality game of football, which doesn't suit us, because when it becomes scrappy and it breaks down like that, it doesn't suit us. We're a team who are better when we're playing football, but you need to have the confidence to play football. And when Rangers were passing it as badly as they were, I, I know I'm harping on about this, but it, you really have to see this game to believe it. And I watched it back in the calm light of day when Rangers, you know, I knew had won and I knew that there was this lovely sweet treat coming for me at the end of it. But I was still raging because they were just simple passes that were going astray. That, you know, Tavenier passing continually from from the flank into midfield, straight to Aberdeen players, Lundstrom passing the ball straight out, Dave, uh, Sands passing the ball straight out, um, Morelos failing with a layoff, which was literally a yard. It it was so frustrating, but they found a way to win. And, you know, Rangers need to to... to 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 almost kind of refine that identity, to find that identity that said, we are going to try that. Now we'll be helped by bringing back players like Lawrence and Hadji and Ruth and whatnot, guys who will do that extra thing and bring you that extra bit of quality. But it was an important victory in the sense of just getting it over the line. And then, of course, if you cannot take confidence from the way that we've done that, then I don't know what will give them confidence.
1: Yeah, it's a fine margins point again for me, because obviously you mentioned those mistakes. Um, most of the goals that we concede, uh, I think, come from a mistake, even go back to the, the, the two against Hibs, um as well. It does seem to happen. It's individual errors that, that cause us issues in games. Um, and I think one of the big things that we've seen, again, not to heart back when Van Bronckhorst course came in, we absolutely tightened it up. We didn't see some of the mistakes that we'd seen, whether it was mm-hmm. McGregor against Ross County, McGregor against Hearts, um, various other ones. but We didn't see those. But how often have teams like, to pick them out, Livingston and Motherwell came to Ibrooks and played an absolute perfect out of this world game, never made any mistake. And then you watch them the week after, and they're kicking themselves in the face and doing all sorts against. I I think
2: the the absolute bet of this weekend is St. Mirren to beat Aberdeen 100%. Yeah, I I really do. Um, and I'm not even going to look at a form book or a head to head, I'll be putting a a hefty wedge on it. So Uh, that's obviously them. But you know you're going to get that. That's the price of being the big club with the fancy stadium and the the great facilities that people are buying up for the game. We know with Aberdeen, it's you know their cup final. It's a cliche because it's true. Um, and I think that that we see that with our players. And and the issue is that far too often Adam, I go back to that twenty two and fifty five start. Far too often we give teams something to hang on to, which again gives yep. them an extra 5-10% in the legs. Um, we saw that with Livingston at Ibrox a few months ago. So it's about just getting ourselves into good positions. One of the things Michael Bill absolutely has identified is why Rangers, when they do find themselves in positions of ascendancy, fail to go on and capital We could put games away. The other night was a great example. We're 1-0 up. Aberdeen are rocking. We've just had a good chance. And then Rangers stop doing the things that brought them to that point in the match and don't do them for another 70 minutes, as it turns out. Uh, It's about making life easier on yourself a little bit. And that, I think, will be his key message to them, which is you're not far off, but you're making silly mistakes at crucial times. And then you're also not applying yourselves in the right stages of matches. We know there's an ebb and flow to football matches. We know that no team is really bang on it for ninety minutes. But when Rangers are dominant and can put and do of the players to put the game
1: to bed, we need to start doing it. Hundred percent. I think you're right. It's encapsulated in that that first that first half. Even I know we were terrible in the, the second half, but even in the first half, Sakala gets that goal. You're right. We bit of fortune. He's there again to get it. Morelos has that shot. Three minutes later, which he should be be scoring, that's a real bug. Bear in mind that regardless of where he is, he just wants to mm. smash it right at the keeper, rather than just rolling in a corner like like a normal striker would do. But by the bye, but then we have one more shot in that half, and it's Sakala uh, about half an hour later, literally three minutes before Aberdeen's goal. So that's to your point, David. Absolutely, we get a, we get a shot, we get a goal. We almost get another goal right after it, but then for whatever reason, we just settle and we just sit back and we don't capitalise on it. We've seen again that Ross County game I mentioned that happened. We got Diallo scored in the first couple of minutes and we sat back and invited them on. Um, I'm not sure what that is. It crosses a couple of managers now, so it can. It must just be some sort of confidence thing. Martin, we never like to make too much of injuries, or I don't like to make too much of injuries, but when it gets to the point that we're at just now... um. I'm not really sure we can. Um, we've obviously had a bit more news at the press conferences in the last couple of weeks with Michael Beale coming in and we've got some more today. I just want to list where we are at the minute because um, it is sizable and it maybe will explain um, a couple of the situations that we've got or why we're not maybe seeing more of a style coming through in these these early weeks. Tavernier, we're led to believe, missed training twice last week, has been suffering with flu. Obviously, Goldson just came back in, played his first 90 and. Three months. Um, I think it will be. Uh, ben Davies has has played what half an hour of football. Um, in the last month or so, we've obviously not got Barisic We've not got got Yilmaz. We don't have Suter King. We don't have Suter. We've not a King. We've not a Herlander Um, so basically, no one, no senior defender is fully fit or has been fully fit. Um, in, in the last couple of weeks, the only first team player, really, or first team squad player, is, is Adam Devine, who's who's been available. Um. Then, obviously, moving into midfield, we know Davis is, is away for a scan. We'll have to wait and, and see what's happened there. Michael Beals said that Glenn Kamara has some kind of injury that, for whatever reason, hasn't um, needed surgery, um, but has to, be minute, has to be managed. Ryan Jack is just back from injury, and he's having his, his minutes managed. Yannis Hadji is still a month away from um, training, uh, I think it is. Alex Lowry has been in and out um, of the, the training, um, hasn't been seen in the first team for for a while. Uh, who else tom lawrence 3 or 3, three or 4 months now uh, out injured kamar roof has, has only played a couple of couple of games this year um am yeah, probably missing missing some more from that but it, it is sizable um the one that always comes to mind for me is that Hibbs game is it 96 or 97 where we had 23 players off of yeah, uh, yeah. we're not quite we're not quite at that stage but um it has to be a, a reason, and it has to be an excuse, I guess, partial excuse there. But as Michael Beale said today, the teams that have taken the field in these two games should be, being a, should be able to take care of Hibs and Aberdeen in um, more of a kind of controlled fashion than they have been. But I don't think we can really discount, particularly trying to get a new style embedded, particularly the time of year, the players specifically that are out as well. I don't think we can see it as anything other than, than quite a big factor.
0: Of course, it's a big factor. There's no excuses. There, are, there are reasons, and, you, and 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 these these are legitimate. Um, add in just the, the general lack of confidence that has um, developed and developed and developed this season. The 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 Champions League hammerings have have not helped that. Um, so we we know we know what the mood's like at the moment, and it's it's maybe the one issue with what people saw as maybe the safe bet, uh, the safe option for the board and in, 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 in bringing Beal in, is that it's not brand new. You know, it, it, it isn't. Um, you know, he's obviously been been here quite recently, so you don't get that that novelty bounce that you, you, you sometimes get from a completely um, uh, breath of fresh air, a completely new voice. Um, so that there's, it still feels good there's some kind of continuity there, um. So so many factors that I I think are are absolutely fair. So it's a longer term job. It's not going to be solved in the training ground this week. It's probably not going to be solved in the January transfer window. Um. So it, it's it's our choice as a support really, as to how what we can do in terms of just holding the fire. Um, and, and and allowing him to do that job. I, the injuries are ridiculous. I, I, I mean, I don't know if David feels the same way, but I, I guess Rangers fans of a certain age, certainly mine, I, I think we're just kind of immune to this this being so bad because we're just so used to it. Mm-hmm. We just grew up being so used to it. You know, that 96, 97 season, you're absolutely right. I think there were four players that took to the field that used to rode that night who were... You know, well, not ill, um, and it got worse um, as the season went on. I'm still half an expecting to see Mark Cately bound through Glasgow Airport with his bag and and just ready to kind of um, pop on the field with Andy Dibble next week. But um, it's 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 our story. It just it's, it's kind of part of the narrative. So because of that, I think we can sometimes just downplay just how insane that list is that you, you rhymed off there and. You try to compare with with certainly other squads in this division or one other squad in this division, but even you know some elite clubs. I know they've got far bigger squads and all that, but it's still a hefty number of first choice or next to first choice players that, that aren't available or aren't well. Um, and I, I and it's because it's Rangers we don't like making excuses, we don't allow it. I'm um, I'm not sure then we can have a proper adult conversation about just just how ridiculous this season's been for that.
1: The, Especially the when issue, I think we're
2: sorry. Sorry, Adam. The, the the issue that that comes with it is that I think that we can have two ideas coexisting in our brains at the same time when it comes to this, which yeah. is firstly this is a sizable injury list, this is a problem. You know, look at the key players that we don't have in the team. The defensive situation has been ludicrous. I mean you would you would be restarting a game on football manager if this happened to you. But equally when Rangers take the field we still expect them to win. And that is the issue. It doesn't really. It, so even though I think most people, when they're being you know sensible, but when emotion takes over, it's logic and emotion. And when emotion takes over, you just want Rangers to win. Going back to Adam's point right at the start, it means that if he can, that Michael Beale and this, you know, whatever Rangers team he can put at the moment can get the victories and can get the points right now that when the players come back and settle into the side and he has much more options, or, or many more options rather, then you would expect an upturn both in performances you know, as well as results. So right now, is just a bit getting through where the issue with Van Bronkos was is that the expected performance never came. He never got out of that cycle of all that matters is winning. And then that meant that when we weren't winning there was nothing to hold on to and that's why he's no longer there. And Bill Bale, Bill's a savvy guy, he'll know this. I mean, he's looked at, you know, what happened and why the job became available in the first place. And he'll be aware that there is a pressure on him to want to to go out. And and look, you know, anyone who's who's seen an interview with him or heard him speak or read, you know, articles about him knows that he is not a pure results guy in terms of I don't care how we win as long as we win long-term, he will want us playing an attractive style of football. So it is just interesting. At the moment, I don't think he's really had time to catch his breath with the matches. You know, they're coming thick and fast. But of course, having the guys back, the, the names you've rhymed off there will help. It, it couldn't possibly not. When you're adding quality players like Lawrence, like Hadji, like Ruth, like
1: Yilmaz back into the side, it's going to make a heck of a difference. I forgot Morelos and Lundström press conference today are, are both carrying knocks. Lundstrom had to take an injection to be on the bench on, on Tuesday and Morelos pulled up injured on, on Monday, I think it was, but is still managing to play. So yeah, add another two to that list. Um press conference was today, um Michael Beale is is very chatty, Martin, in, in, in press conferences. He likes to share, loves a sound bite. Um mm-hmm. maybe poor opposite to Van Bronckhorst, who was very um Happy just to get through them without saying without saying too much or, or giving anything away. Um, one of the questions I asked um the manager today was, is there a particular skill set um that you'd either like to add to the team, whether that's uh, a returning player or or maybe um in the January transfer market? Um, he came back and said he wants to see where he is when everyone is is fit. Um, and if that's not going to be until the it's Saturday, Saturday that. then that. Yeah, then that's that's when he can assess the squad. But, um, I, I think he he then said later on when someone asked, "Well, the transfer window shuts at the, the end of January. Does that mean you're you're not going to bring anyone in in the in the window?" Um, and he sort of caveated that by saying, "Well, we had one or two areas that we want to strengthen anyway. Um, so we'll have to wait and see." But I, I don't really think we can get to a point where everyone is fit because, as you've said, it, it very rarely happens anyway. Um, so I think that's maybe just a. In a sort of ideal world, it would be great if we got to the end of January, start of February, and we had everyone fit, plus another couple of recruits. But I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to see improvements uh, in style and have players. I guess decisions made on them, maybe a little bit sooner than that.
0: Yeah, I. He knows. He knows what he's dealing with. David's right. He, he's not um, unaware of why he, and how he got this job, and he will. I've watched this this team on, on a regular basis since he's been away. So he'll know enough, I think, about where he would he would feel the need to, to strengthen. He's not going to get that. Clean slate with with everyone fit and ready to go. Uh, it doesn't happen to most clubs, certainly doesn't happen to this club. So, you know, be prepared for that. Um he must he must know um what areas of the, the, the pitch he he's going to need to strengthen anyway. Um, you would hope, and we can make a start on that. I, I, as I said, it, it, not concluding it because um, it, that isn't going to be done in one window, certainly not a January window. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I can't agree with you more about how different he is in conversation, and it is a conversation, to Van um who I think felt it was his mission to say nothing,
2: and what I mean it was it was media trained guy. Yeah, thirteen years he's used to doing that. He yeah, no, that's the, the difference automatically.
0: That's the difference. Van Bronckhorst was a megastar player who, from an early age, had been taught to say as little as possible in as an anodyne way as possible. And Michael Beam just loves football. Yeah, loves his job, loves talking about it, would talk the arse off you, and. That passion, that enthusiasm, I, I, I don't think he can um, hide. I don't think he can curb. Um, but he's hes going to have to be careful because this is a big job and it comes with a lot of scrutiny. And, you know, the streets don't forget the things you say. Um, David mentioned earlier about what else was he going to say? You know, when he was talking about this, this team isn't broken. Well... <laughs> There's ways of saying it. We know it's broken. You wouldn't be in the job if it wasn't. There's ways of saying we have improvements to be, but I still believe in a lot of what we have here. Um, compared with with Van cost at the end of the the window uh, in in August, when he made that you know ridiculous comment about um, what he felt about the strength of his of his squad, and not uh, adding to that, which again people say, well, what do you want him to say? He said, well. <laughs> How difficult it was it to say we're always looking to strengthen at Rangers. Yeah. Well, and we're never happy. Players should never be complacent. Players should never be completely comfortable. I'm always looking. And if the right deal comes up, I'll do it. If it doesn't, and we're held to ransom, I won't do that. But we're always looking. There you go. But he, he was he was he was strong by those those words, and the, there is a fear that because Beal is just so. Enthusiastic, so conversational, that he might drop in the odd thing that will cause him problems. Once he's, I mean, he's already had that this week, hasn't he? With he's the other team. Had it with QPR. Let's yeah. be
2: honest. Yeah. Um, of course, after a,
0: it, year, so a lot of it. I, it's, I, I don't have any issues that it's not genuine. Yeah. Um,
2: no, one hundred percent.
0: But it's just he, he, he's he's going to have to 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 be maybe a wee bit more careful. And we've got to be careful what we watch for as well as. As fans and as fan media, because you know we were frustrated beyond belief with Gerald as well about just how little you actually got. So what's the point of even having these kind of conversations? Just cliche after cliche. That isn't really the case here. Um, so on the one hand, that that's good. We can you know hopefully get a wee bit more understanding, a wee bit more explanation. But on the other side, as a fan, you think, well, don't give too much away, Michael here. Um, so it's a it's always a balance.
2: See, on that though, Martin, I think that while there is the risk that you mentioned, and I'm sure, by the way, there will be a situation where something he says in the cold light of a defeat or whatever will come back. You know, people will refer to something from a few weeks ago. I know that that will happen. But I think that the way he is, is engineering a bond between him and the fan that Gio made. Absolutely. Because I think you, you nailed it there when you said here is a guy who loves his job, loves the club genuinely. And I'm not saying Gio didn't, by the way. This is not a criticism no, no, of Gio. No. I'm just saying that Bill, there's something really honestly endearing about him. I think that there's a a real genuine heart on the sleeveness that's very difficult not to warm to. Um, and I think that there's always. When you see an outsider, an in inverted commas, someone who hasn't grown up with it, come in and just fall for the club in the same way we do, then it, it does something, you know, to you as a fan. And I do think that was a problem for Gio in the end that he just didn't ever manage to establish that that connection. And I can see Bill doing that. But the you know, the other side of that, the negative to that is when you have that relationship, it's very emotional and sometimes we shout at the ones we love and that yeah, will so, happen, you know, yeah. after a defeat or whatever, people will do that. But I still think overall, it'll be beneficial. And, you know, look, the fans these days, you know, with 24 seven, we're all over it. We consume everything. I, I think you do have to give a little bit more than the standard stock answers. Otherwise you will face that problem. And at a club like Rangers, I think that's, that's, a very difficult issue. And, and when push came to shove on Van Brunckhorst, he didn't have the defenders. That a guy with his record might have, incidentally, had it been another coach. Gerard had so, it, for
1: example. It's almost like that, I guess, in, in a politics, I can't believe I'm going to use a politics analogy, but in a kind of politics term, maybe like the swing voters or, or getting that middle ground where you've sort of got people in there who can be, I guess, swung between positive and, and negative um, they maybe don't say as much, but I think to your point, David, it, it didn't take much for them to move towards negative with Van Brunck It took yep. a lot more for them to move towards negative with with Gerrard. Um, and those those type of fans or people or personalities, Martin, whatever you want to call them, will probably warm more, as David is saying, to someone like Bill who comes in, clearly loves the club, loves his job, and wants to share, wants to, within reason, share his ideas, share his in, thinking. Yeah. Be a share part his of thinking it. on players. I think... Yeah. The results absolutely need to be there, but I think it's you're probably more likely as a Rangers fan to stick with a personality like a uh, Michael Beale than maybe someone that's a little bit more reserved.
0: Yeah, no, I I don't I don't disagree, especially if his teams uh, are a, a kind of manifestation of his personality as well, and there's 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 something about them they are. Um, Given everything, and obviously fans can relate to that. It's, it's about buying time, and, and he's going to need it because he's, he's as Van Broncos was, coming in at a time where there's there are some issues. Obviously, it's a far harder situation than Van Broncos was, but he still had a, you know, a very difficult, um, winter schedule to negotiate and all that. So it's about buying that time, buying that credit, and I, I would completely agree. If you are the reserved, ultra pro. Almost, you know, cool to the point of being horizontal, and your teams play like that. You have to win everything. And your results need to be absolutely spick and span, um, because that that uh, that coolness um, it turns sterile quite quickly in the the, the minds of supporters, um, and you know you're going to have to, you're going to have to win a European trophy. You know what I mean? To, to, to just buy that time, you're going to have to do something that, that's just you kind know, of, um, undoable. Um, whereas, yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked umpteen times and, and, you know, you've written a book on it, but Gerard could have been punted before we eventually got it right. But his charisma, his stature, it just buys that wee bit more patience. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, Listen, there's no there's no perfect manager out there. there's no perfect way to do it, and there will be difficulties. But if if you're loved, then yeah, you, you, get, a, you get a wee bit more give, don't you?
1: You do, um, David. Uh, I was going to say it feels like a it feels like a, a lottery just now in terms of what what we're going to get from Rangers in each game. For being honest, it probably feels like that for the last eighteen months or so, <laughs> hmm. for for good or or bad. And I think that's. Maybe part of the issue, but we we go again tomorrow with um with another roll of the dice uh, against Ross County. Um, another first for me, I have to say, is, is the manager coming out and saying it's definitely going to be five changes to the the starting lineup. I think that speaks to what we've just been been talking about. It was it's quite a, a league shop thing, for... isn't it,
0: Adam? It's quite a cup <laughs> managers. If, if they ever do it, it's because yeah, they've got four for Ibrooks and Sunday. And... It is.
1: Uh... It is quite a strange thing, I think, to, to do anyway, but then also to come out and say it. And then also, David, you add on this layer of, do we have another five players that are, that are available? We've been trying all <laughs> and afternoon all to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying all afternoon to figure it out. David, And I'm not sure I can I can really do it. I don't know what your thoughts are. He, he had a bit of an impassioned defence of um, McGregor and Morelos to... Today at the press conferences, so I'm, I'm going to assume it's not them. Um, I guess Ben Davies will come in. Um, I guess he was talking about managing Jack and Kamara's minutes, so maybe Lindstrom and Arfield will be coming in. He said Arfield, much to Martin's dismay, um, has been banging on the door for a for a start. Um, so it might be him that's coming in. Other than that, I'm kind of stumped. Is it maybe Matondo? Maybe Alex Lowry? Maybe Leon King coming in somewhere? What's What's your thoughts on who the five will be? Yeah, I think Arfield and Davis are.
2: Absolutely nailed on to to come into the side. Um, then you look around the side and you know possibly Lundstrom, possibly Matondo, uh, and possibly Lowry. Uh, it, it is difficult to see. It depends on what he wants to do. You know, Cholak not making it that that kind of changes the dynamic a little bit. So no, I'm I'm intrigued to see what the lineup is. And as you say, that that's what makes predicting so very difficult with Rangers at the moment because you don't know what the lineup's going to be and you don't know how fit the players who are on the field are going to be. You underestimate Ross County at your peril as well. Um, they've they've had results against us and. Celtic over the last couple of seasons and especially at home, they are solid they are confident and they will give us a, a, a really good game and Rangers will need to be up for it it will be a physical battle first and foremost but uh, you know Rangers will have to be doing the things that we've discussed there and not getting dragged into a battle, it happened to us in the 3-3 draw in the season and you could argue that that's where, even though that fantastic European run domestically that's where yeah. things started to go wrong for Geo that day um, and Rangers will 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 need to be aware of that because it's a side who treat it as a free hit against Rangers, and will have looked at our away form and think you know that they're, they're, we can get at this lot today. So Rangers will need to you know improve dramatically from the other night. He did make four changes during the game, Adam, and I don't think that that you know any of the four players who went off could have any complaints if they weren't going to be used on Friday night. Um, so you you know you could see an entirely you know new midfield shape. You could see a, a new system. It it could be anything. But no, I I am genuinely intrigued to see what these these changes are uh, and see what it leads to. Uh, it's not going to be an easy game. I don't believe that teams can suddenly just go from playing the way that Rangers have been playing to playing fantastically. I think there's increments. I think there's gradual and, and getting results during that does help. But you know I I. I I think we'll win, but I, I certainly don't see it being
1: a steamroller victory. In the last um, seven games against Ross County Martin, we've we scored 28 goals. So it's been a, a, an average yeah. of four games, four goals a game. They do have a goal to, to a certain extent. They, they they are a little bit open um, with us. They, they kind of like to play in that right way. If you like, they won't come and just, just shut up shop. So... Possibly that will help us. Who knows if that will change, given how dif- different we are in terms of players available, etc. I really can't look at this game and think Rangers need to do this and Rangers need to do that just because of the situation that we're in and because of the injuries, etc. I, I hate just saying it is just about results, but see, to be honest, over these next three games, it really, really is just about getting the head down and, and trying to battle through. Even just getting to the January window, we obviously don't have a break anymore. But at that point, yeah. it sort of settles down into just one game a week, I think, after, after Celtic pretty much. So that's what the mindset that I'm in just now. And I hate that. It feels like, as I said, for the last 18 months, we've been saying, let's just get these two or three games out of the way and then we'll see what happens. And it never happens. It never works that way. But that's the sort of mindset I'm in. I'm sort of unable to think, all oh, right, this is Ross County. We could try this or we could try that we're so hamstrung with what we've got. Is there anyone that you think maybe that hasn't been mentioned that, that could be part of these these five players that you think there's a possibility <sighs> can come in and maybe stake a claim?
0: No, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like you. I, I don't know where it's coming from. It, it, again, given how you know supportive he was of a, of a few players, I, I can't see how he, he doesn't contradict himself if it, if it is going to be five. Um, is he going to play with the goalkeepers. I, 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 I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, look, uh, the, the 3-3, 3-3 was a, um, it was a day, wasn't it? Um, not just what, what happened up there, but what, what happened at Parkhead as well. And there was a sense of movement that day for sure. Um, but we, we do get chances. It's a good pitch. Even at this time of year, it's a good pitch. Um, they do give space. So, you know, it's an opportunity even with all the factors you mentioned, Adam, just try to put a team out in the park. But Rangers can still play some football, and uh, it's not one of these. They're you know booking in for bed and breakfast, and 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 how do we how do we get past them and break them down? Um, it's it's not not usually an endurance test up there. Um, set pieces are still a worry, aren't they? Um, and that, that that will remain. So uh, I think we'll be all right, but. I... I what will be interesting if we do go ahead? Can we just go and get another? Can we just go and and just grab a game for it for its entirety? Maybe we are expecting too much because of it. It's so makeshift at the minute, and people are just doing whatever shifts they can before they, you know, need to go to their bed. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but it. it they they will offer up opportunities, um, more than you would imagine. Motherwell will, at Ibrox next Wednesday, and you know the old firms, the old firms. So, um, I, I, I hope it's not the same. or a wins or wins a wins. I'll, I'll, I'll take another one, thanks. But I I don't see it quite being the same as uh, Tuesday night or, or or last Thursday either. Um, but. It'll probably be a wee while before Rangers concede a corner or a free kick around the box that I'm sanguine about it.
1: Yeah, um, I guess we will have to wait and see. As you said, fingers crossed it is not as, as stressful as the last week has, has been in terms of Required and comebacks, etc. Okay, I think that will do for tonight. Um, David, you'll be back at some point next week, I, I guess, after Christmas to to preview um, the the Motherwell game on on yeah, the flagship I think
2: Tuesday. Yeah, I wouldn't expect me on Boxing Day, folks, but uh, no. I think that, that <laughs> the normal free heart and
1: hand show will be with you on the twenty seventh. Okay, so I think we would just like to wish everybody a, a very merry Christmas. Fingers crossed, Rangers have one more chance not to ruin Christmas for us let's hope that they do that tomorrow night but wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and David thank you for joining me and Merry Christmas to you
2: same to you, Adam, same to you, Martin, and to all the listeners. And just a, a little reminder that if you are looking for a, a last-minute gift for somebody, why not gift them a year's subscription to Heart and Hand on Patreon? Just go to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, and you'll be giving them a ticket to so many hours of Great Rangers content. So uh, if you're struggling for the Rangers supporter in your life,
1: there you go. thought that was going to be a manscaped ad there. I'm glad I uh, avoided that, but... <laughs> Martin, thank you for joining us.
0: Our pleasure. And yeah, Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas, listeners. And thank you for all the support for the last year.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you all very much. It is very much appreciated. Um, And yes, fingers crossed our, our team wins tomorrow night. Thank you.